the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Poles and even black swans. No, this isn't a wildlife sanctuary. You know what we mean. We are the Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky is urging Western allies to quicken their military support for Ukraine. He warned at a major international security conference yesterday that delays would play right into Russia's hand. BBC correspondent James Landale reports that China's foreign minister is also attending the conference. The public statements at the moment uh, have been all largely uh, relatively bland statements about the need to you know, try and end the conflict in Ukraine. Uh, there, have, there hasn't been as, as yet um, any uh, substantive meeting with the United States. We're still hoping that maybe at some point there might be some kind of um, engagement between uh, Mr. Wang and the U.S. Uh, Secretary of State, uh, Antony Blinken. That is the BBC's James Landale reporting. President Biden says the U.S. plans to continue to engage with China following the spy balloon incident. We get an update from White House correspondent. In 1981, Heritage Christian Academy began with 13 students. Today, they celebrate God's faithfulness with 550 students in grades pre-K through 12. God has shown his provision for HCA for 40 years. Let me introduce one of God's faith-filled stories. Hi, my name is Tim. In 1989, we trusted this school to begin educating our kids. Nowadays, we trust it to educate our grandkids. I still coach here, and my wife now works here. Heritage has become much of the central fabric of our lives. We love this school for all the moments that happen when so many people invest in and commit to one another. Those moments build into real relationships, many of which last a lifetime. We love and appreciate the partnership Heritage has with parents. Heritage Christian Academy is very much together in the education of the children whom God has entrusted to them. For more information about Heritage Christian Academy in Maple Grove, visit heritageweb.org. Heritage Christian Academy, equipping minds, engaging hearts, and encountering Jesus Christ. You can get a comprehensive estate plan for half the regular price through this special limited time offer. We're partnering with a local law firm that specializes in estate plans. If you don't have an estate plan, it could be up to the court to decide who gets your assets. This can be costly to your loved ones. You've heard the stories where even strong families have been torn apart in the process. Our attorney partner is offering a full package of estate planning services for just $1,500, regularly $3,000. It includes wills, power of attorney, health care directives, guardian, and conservator documents. Call the station and we'll put you in touch with our attorney for a no-obligation conversation to make sure this is the right fit for you and your family. There are only a few of these half-price estate plan offers available. Get your house in order today with a comprehensive estate plan for half the regular price. Call the station at 651-405-8800. 651-405-8800. The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Is it his time? Yes! 
Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Oh, God, that's all I need. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Let's go while we're young. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Good morning. Welcome to King Daniel Show, the Biz 1440. It's one of those days where I've got the heavy socks, I've got the hoodie. I am going to try to stay warm when I go outside, but it's actually pretty nice in here. I know I used to complain about the uh, the HVAC system here in the building. It turned out there was something broken. <laughs> I, I kept telling them there was something broken, and I, I, some fellow uh, who works for our Works in our uh, as a general maintenance worker here, and kind of specializes in dealing with the HVACs in all of these different buildings. Dug around in three doors down from me, there was a broken valve, and it was all affecting my one room. Um, fixed, feel better. It's it's great here now. Anyway, uh, hopefully you're staying warm and uh, out of the place. I'm holding a cup of Starbucks this morning. You might wonder, well, why would you do that? So, I don't know if you've paid attention to this story, but if you are a fan of the mermaid, um, you probably are aware that, uh, and and you have the rewards card, uh, you know that uh, in a couple weeks, the number of points or stars you need to get um, a a free drink or a a breakfast sandwich or something like that is going to go up quite a bit, um, according to uh, according to a story here. I want to I want to bring it up. Let me go bring up this story. Uh, I was just there a moment ago too, uh, and I lost it. Let me go. Let me go. Let me go read this back again to you. Um, uh, starting on February thirteenth, Starbucks members will need a hundred points to get one cup of hot coffee, hotter iced coffee tea, a baked good or a prepackaged snack, 200 bucks for 200 stars, excuse me, for a latte, frappuccino or hot breakfast item and 300 for the prepackaged salads, lunch sandwiches or coffee beans. Um, they used to charge 50 stars for your your hot coffee, which I always thought was a pretty good deal. You get if you use the cards, you get 2 stars for every dollar you spend or 50 you know, 50 cents a star. And so for me, it was it was quite simple. It was it, in my head, it works out to if I buy six or seven cups of coffee, I'm getting the seventh one free, and it's like okay, that's not a bad deal. I would take that. Um, and and when I when I used that um, when I when I did that, it made sense. Now people and you might wonder, well, why are you talking about this? And I because I had a conversation with. A group of people that I go there one day a week, I sit there with them for about an hour. We 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 solve the world's problems. Amazingly, we come back next week and there are new ones to solve. Uh, you know, it's a full it's a it's it's a full time job. Anyway, um, and I said, well, I'll be changing what I drink, and they said, why? And I said, well, what do you mean? I said, I actually love. Um, a particular drink called a flat white. I think it's a fabulous coffee. They're expensive most places, including at Starbucks. 
And I, they said, yeah, but you don't drink those here. You just drink a regular cup of coffee because they're cheaper. I said, I know. But the relative price of my cup of coffee has now doubled. How do you mean? Because I now need 100 stars versus 50. But it took me 150 stars to get a flat white before, and now it's going to take 200 for my flat white. It's like that price only went up by a third. In other words, instead of trading three cups of coffee for one flat white, I now only have to trade away two cups of coffee for a flat white. Now, will I go less to Starbucks? Maybe, maybe not. I actually prefer to go to uh, places run by locals. There's several lovely coffee shops run by local couples and 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 businesses here in the community i i could i could name off a bunch but i'm here in st cloud and you're most of you listening to me you're not in st cloud so it doesn't matter to you um but for me i like to support local business when i can i don't i don't like going to chains if i can avoid it but i i i actually like the coffee at starbucks okay you will not catch me dead in a caribou um uh, because I just don't like their coffee very much. Uh, but I, but I like Starbucks. I like some of the other ones better that are more local. Anyway, what I what I'm talking about here is an economic concept, which is relative prices are what matters. And for me, it's a matter of when I choose to use stars to pay for something. I'm now being encouraged to get a crafty drink rather than just. Pour some coffee in a cup, throw a splash of cream on top, and put it out for me. I'll be by to pick it up in five minutes, which is what I normally do and what I did this morning. I find this odd for this reason. The amount of human time needed to produce for me the coffee I have in my hand right now, just a a venti dark roast with cream, it is probably... 15 seconds tops, right? Put the cup under the, uh, put the cup there, pull down the handle. They don't even hold the handle. They just leave it on. They wait till it fills up. They flip it back off, grab me, grab a, uh, grab uh, the, the, the half and half, pour a little on top, walk it out. 15 seconds. The barista who has to make my, make my flat white Needs a good minute to get that thing done. Maybe maybe a little bit less. Here's what I find weird. Supposedly, places like Starbucks are really suffering from a shortage of labor. Why would they rel- decrease relatively the price of the drink that uses a lot more labor? doesn't make sense to me. I'm being encouraged by their pricing behavior to buy a coffee that takes more time to make, takes more labor to make. If anything, they should probably reduce the price of this, of this, of this plain cup of coffee, and jack the price of the flat white the cappuccino, and and then and then Lord help me, the frappuccinos that fly out of that place. I I get it in the middle of the summer, but those things are flying out the door at eight a.m. when it's ten degrees outside. I'm like, 
what is going on? Well, largely they're being bought by kids on their way to the, or by students on their way to the local high school. And they like, they, that's the drink they like. And they take time too. Prices should reflect the relative cost of production. They should, among other things. Now, I'm relatively indifferent about my coffees. I like a flat white better than this, but a flat, let's, I'm in round numbers, a flat white cost me five. A, um, a, this cup of coffee cost me three, right? So... I'm willing to have a coffee I like a little bit less to save 40% relative to what I would pay on that, on that flat white. Okay. But now you've changed the price so that the flat white is only going to cost me two of these versus to cost me two of these. Whereas before, if I use my stars to buy my flat white, it cost me the equivalent of three cups of coffee. I predict... All other things equal, more flat whites are going to get purchased, more cappuccinos are going to get purchased, all of which is going to put more strain on the number on the uh, baristas at the Starbucks around the country. And unless they figured out a way to hire a whole lot more baristas, my guess is your wait time at the Starbucks is probably going up. I don't think this is a particularly smart move on their part, but... I don't know. If anyone from Starbucks is listening to the show, you're welcome to call us, 651-289-4477. But anyway, you do make a pretty good cup of coffee, I'll say that. Anyway, what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about GDP numbers. They came out this week, 2.9% growth. We'll dig in and see... Why that's there's less there than meets the eye. I actually think the numbers were a little little yucky, um, and I'll explain why. I also want to explain something about because I'm doing a I'm doing a number of things regarding uh, uh, doing a lot of forecasts lately and so forth, and a lot and getting ready for my next quarterly business report. I want to talk about the concept of filtering. The filtering in statistics or in forecasting is a way in which I take I take a, a set of numbers, a set of observations about some economic phenomenon that is noisy, and I try to pull the signal away from the noise. All right? I want to talk about how that's done because I'm seeing a whole lot of people throwing out um, different filtering mechanisms. Um, to try to say, well, this is what's really going on in the economy. Once you get rid of this noise or that noise, and to me, it's sort of like uh, there's, there was a famous paper by Ed Lemer, an economist out at UCLA, uh, with the title "I Just Ran Ten Thousand Regressions." Um, I'm watching CNBC and Bloomberg right now, and and I feel like I'm watching uh, someone write the sequel. I just ran ten thousand filters. Or 10,000 different moving averages um, to find the number I want to confirm what I already believe to be true. There's a lot of that happening in the market right now. I was going to take a little time to talk about, you know, what's coming up with the Fed. We got their meeting on Tuesday and Wednesday this coming week. Well, okay, we think we know what's going to happen, um, but 
some interesting things to watch for as you get ready to uh, hear that press conference. We'll talk about that as well. And then, and then, should you tax a vacant storefront? We'll talk about that as well coming up next on the King Bangy Show on the Biz fourteen forty. Sightseeing in Ferris, at the Mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. C.S. Lewis once said, education without values seems to make man a more clever devil. A Christian education is the solution to this problem and can be yours for half price for your child's first year. TwinCitiesTuitions.com and area schools are working together to make this a reality for families just like yours. Now you can equip your child with the knowledge and moral foundation needed for them to make an impact in today's world. To see the full list of participating half-off tuition institutions, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. When you take the time to really get to know your body, you find that the root causes of its aches and pains are usually simple. The older we get, the more exercise we undertake and the more injuries we sustain, the more inflammation our bodies suffer from. It's so simple. And my answer to that pain is Relief Factor, which I discovered years ago and take every single day to great effect. It helps the body to fight off inflammation, and I've never found anything that worked better in my life. I can't recommend it enough. 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. relieffactor.com. You know what the best thing about all the snow on my roof is? What's that? Well, it hides the fact that I need a new roof. Well, there is that. Call JTR Roofing. JTR will give you an estimate and get your project on their calendar ASAP this spring. But there's a bunch of roofing and siding companies. Why should I call JTR? Check out their online reviews, like this one. I was able to get everything repaired at a great value. JTR Roofing service is above and beyond. I highly recommend them. Yeah? Okay. Or this one. We're very pleased with the work JTR Roofing did. The quality and professionalism was outstanding. They did the job in one day and had everything cleaned up as well. Hmm. Locally owned JTR Roofing stands behind their work, and they'll be around for you in the years to come. JTR Roofing. Sounds like I better give them a call. Visit JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com to set up your no-obligation consultation. JTR Roofing, windows, siding, and gutters. JTRRoofingInc.com. You need to call the police, and you need to call your father, and you need to get you and your son away from this guy. I want to fix it. That's why I want to sell my home, and I just want to be honey, we don't need to call a realtor. You and your son are in danger. Direct. Honest. The Ramsey Show. Weekdays 1 to 4. King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440, uh, on a uh, weekend where we probably do need to talk about the GDP report and 
what happened within it. Let me go uh, open that. Let me go open that file up. I should have done that before we started here, King. Uh, but uh, up two point nine percent in the fourth quarter, right about on expectations. I was seeing numbers between two and a half, and I don't know that I saw too many above three percent. Maybe one or two. Um, GDP in the third quarter uh, rose by 3.2% uh, and, and so forth. Now, if you've listened to the King Banyan Show before, and if you haven't, then go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, sign up for the VIP uh, list, and then once you're in the VIP club, you're going to want to pull down the podcast, say, from three months ago, six months ago. So this is the first estimate of fourth quarter GDP. There will be more estimates. The data that we have currently is incomplete. We have to guesstimate um, uh, a lot of the numbers that are inside the GDP figures. Uh, one of the things that we have to guesstimate is, is the one that, that's the biggest guess is usually the international trade data. But the one that we have to guess at the most is... It, 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 it almost as much, I should say, is uh, inventory investment. And inventory investment contributed almost half of the 2.9% increase. If inventories can rise for different reasons, right? They can happen because you think that there's additional, there's additional sales coming in future weeks and months. And so you're building up, getting ready for the rush that you simply can't keep up with. You have to store up some some uh, some amount of goods and services in advance to be ready to deliver when that demand hits, okay? So I was in Arizona a couple weekends ago, and as I mentioned, and you couldn't walk anywhere without seeing a lot of goods being marked for the Super Bowl, which will play there two weeks from tomorrow. Um, they were everywhere. Because if you tried to produce them just in time to make just enough for all the people that wanted it, you simply couldn't keep up, right? So there was a buildup of... In, there. So that's an example of an inventory buildup that is intentional and doesn't represent something bad that's happening. But the other way in which inventory builds up um, I was just listening to a podcast and uh, a podcast and this these podcasters have their own merch, right? Uh, cops, shirts and so forth. The King Banging Show is never going to be selling you a coffee cup. OK, we're not going to sell you a T-shirt. We don't do that here. Um, I don't, <laughs> I, you know, thank God after all this time, I'm not doing this for the money because I'd have failed miserably. Uh, but it, it, but these folks do make some money from from that, and they're ready to release a new line of stuff. So they now are discounting their their current T-shirts and so forth. They have too much inventory, and so what happens? You put your you put your goods on sale. You sell them maybe even at a loss because the cost of holding it means you have. You have to hold on. You have to store it someplace. Maybe you actually took out a loan to pay for the production that you plan to pay back from the proceeds when you sell. 
and the bank is like, hey, when are you going to pay off this loan? Um, and and you've got you've got an issue there. This buildup in inventory comes at a time when we in, in the U.S. comes at a time where we saw retail sales numbers drop. We're seeing industrial production drop, and in my mind, this is an inventory investment. It is not what we're looking for. Okay, this is not at all what we're looking for. So, if I if I go look at the uh, at the GDP report. Okay, I you will see people use different numbers to try to pull out the impact of inventories. So I typically will will look at final sales in okay, final sales to domestic final sales uh of domestic product. That number comes in at 1.4% versus the 2.9. So that all that does is take that inventory change out and says what actually went out in, in 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 final sales to somebody other than the person who made the good? Now, you can pull back, and this is where I talk about this, one of these ways in which people are trying to pull out the real signal. If you listen to this show, you know that I look at final sales frequently as the more reliable measure of GDP. Uh, but I'm seeing people pull away other things. So, for example, trade, right? Exports, um, exports fell by 1.3 percent in the third in the fourth quarter after rising third, almost 14 percent each in the second and third quarters. You had a big slowdown there. Imports, which is a deduction from GDP, fell by 4.6 percent. So. Net exports actually contributed to GDP growth. They actually contributed, um, I'm finding the number, I'm having to flip between things. They contributed about half a percent to GDP growth in this economy, but they did so for a bad reason. They did so because our imports fell by a substantial amount. And I think a lot of that is the impact of the end of uh, zero covid in zero COVID policies in China, meaning that um, we weren't getting that many goods coming out of China because you had plants closing there. I think that fell for the wrong reason. So I started to see people use this new number, this different number, final sales to domestic purchasers. So I went from 2.9 to 1.4 using something that I know I've used on the show many times in the past. If you pull out the impact of the change in trade, that gets you down to 0.8%. Should we think the economy was stronger? If you thought the economy was already in a recession, would you be encouraged at all by a number that said about six-tenths of 1% of that 3%, so about 20% of that gain in the fourth quarter was because we imported less stuff. I don't think you would. And then another contributor on the positive side to the GDP report was, was in fact, um, was in fact the 
the government sector actually increasing its purchases. Federal government spending rose by 6.2%. State and local spending by fraction at 2.3%. So then I saw people quoting, well, final sales to private domestic purchasers. And I'm like, okay. So you've taken a number. You, you said, well, inventories don't count. I kind of agree with that. They tend to, they tend to self-correct. All right, take that out. But now we've taken out the trade impact. Okay, maybe I see that. Now we're going to take out government spending, and now we're down to two-tenths of 1%. Okay, so we hammered that thing from a 2.9% growth rate to a 0.2% growth rate. And I got to think for most listeners at this point, it's like, okay, so what's the bottom? What am I supposed to believe? Because there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, junk inside that number all right here's what you should see services spending is still at a very healthy clip of rising by 2.6 percent where we've seen a decrease on the investment side has largely been in housing but if you've listened to the show you know that i frequently say you don't get recessions without a drop in housing Housing has dropped in the last three quarters, minus 18%, minus 27%, minus 20, another minus 27 in the fourth quarter. Okay? It subtracted, it subtracted, uh, I'm having to go down and find it here, it subtracted 1.3% from GDP growth. If I look at, at durable goods, Durable goods were flat. Okay, not durable goods are the things that are swingy; they change rapidly in a recession. Those things change. The stuff that that typically is very stable services is where all the growth continues to be, and on particularly on the durable goods side, we had a flat quarter. We didn't see any real rebound there. But that's been true for the last few quarters, too. Higher interest rates are having an impact. That's coming from inflation. The, big, the bigger news, I think, in the GDP report and in other news of the week actually came in the forms of, of looking at the price indices. And to that, we'll turn next here on the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. TV news. It's a love-hate relationship. Well, let's be honest. More hate. We agree. That's why we're different. Salem News Channel has assembled the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. Home to Charlie Kirk, Hugh Hewitt, Eric Metaxas, and more. There's finally a place on TV for lovers of freedom like you. Watch anytime on any screen, free, 24-7. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. Dennis Prager here. Sue and I mean it. Dogs are part of our family. We love Otto and Snoopy so much, there's nothing quite like their loyal companionship. So we provide them with rough greens. In fact, I just talked to my wife about it because we want them to be healthy and we want them to be with us as long as possible. That's true. I know Sebastian Gorka feels the same way. The Pragers and I couldn't agree more. Our pups, Kelly and Alea, rely on us to provide what's best for them. The naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black has packed rough greens full of vitamins, 
minerals, digestive enzymes, omega oils, and more that supplement their food in a way that has shown us great results. Trying out Rough Greens is an easy yes, recommended by me, Dr. G. Naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black here, and I'm so proud that the Pragers and Sebastian Gorka have entrusted their dog's health to Rough Greens. I'm so confident that Rough Greens can help your dog. I'm offering you a free Jumpstart trial bag. Just cover the shipping. Yes, your dog's food is dead food, but you can bring it back to life with Rough Greens. Go to ruffgreens.com. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep, I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No, no wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. is a cost to empower one woman to save their baby at Robbinsdale Women's Center. Did you know that last year, 279 moms chose life for their unplanned pregnancy? You can support RWC by donating a one-time gift of $525 or $44 a month to save a baby. Donate at rwcinfo.org. Empowering a mom saves her child. Give today to make a difference at rwcinfo.org. Welcome back, King Banging Show, The Biz 1440. Oh, that's good. They don't make them like that anymore. 651-289-4477, King Banging Show on The Biz 1440. I should remind people, part of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, be sure you listen to uh, my good friends, colleagues, uh, Mitch Berg, 1 to 3 today over on our sister station, AM 1280, The Patriot. And and then Brad Carlson tomorrow, same bat time, same bat channel. Um, always, a, always a good listen for those two. And uh, given what's happened in the legislature uh, this week, my guess is I think I know what the topic will be. Um, and if you like that stuff, that's probably where you need to go to, uh, to listen. But I want to get to uh, uh, to the other piece of news pieces of news that came out uh, this week was just looking at the price indices uh, let me grab let me grab that information GDP the GDP deflator the basic deflator and I'm gonna I'm gonna take you I'm gonna get a little I'm gonna say I'm gonna get a little geeky this whole show's geeky but this will be, this will be this will, we're going to up the geek here, or, ner- or up the nerd for you here a little bit uh, here in the next uh, in, in the next uh, few moments. 
I just tweeted out to you at the hashtag pound KBRS. My Twitter handle is at Banyan Show. Um, you should be able to see a graph, that a, a slide that I showed to a group of manufacturers on Thursday this week. And um, there are, um, uh, um, they are, at, this slide looks at the variety of different inflation measures that are out there. There are any number of them that were reported out in the past few in the past two weeks. And so I've got a handful of them along with a graphic that uh, you can look at uh, uh, here. The graphic is from Bill McBride, who writes the, the, the indispensable calculated risk blog. Um, if you're not following it, you're, miss, you're missing some really, particularly if you're in real estate. If, you're, if you listen to this show and you're in real estate, like the folks who do, uh, who, who do the show in, uh, previous to mine, um, here on the Biz 1440, you've got to follow that. Anyway, take a look at the graphic. You can see that um, you can see different measures going all the way back to 1990 of inflation. And take a look at the dispersion that I've listed for the last 12 months. You can see them all there. Um, headline CPI at 6.5%. Core CPI meaning CPI, less food and energy. And then down at the bottom, you can see core PCE at 4.4%. Um, indeed, those who have been supportive of the Fed slowing down rate increases, we'll get to the Fed in the next hour, but those who have been supportive of that, one of the things that they've been pointing to has been this this num fact that core PCE, which is the number that the Federal Reserve tells you they watch, that is their key measure, is that is at that P that core PCE is now below or is within the range of the Fed funds rate. So that when the Fed acts next week, they say we'll finally have a positive real Fed funds rate. I just want you to look at the variety of different measures that could be out there. Over the last 12 months, uh, the core CPI, median CPI, the median CPI and the trim mean CPI both come from um, both come from the uh, Cleveland Federal Reserve. Core services CPI less shelter is actually direct from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Core PCE is a number that came yesterday. Friday, in a in the report on personal consumption and and income, which gets reported usually the last Friday of the month, um, so that is that is that is in that report there. So I've got both those reports open on on my screen right now, and you can see that core, that PCE overall was up five percent, but durable goods PCE uh, inflator uh. uh over the last year is only up 1.4. The Fed has said, the Federal Reserve has said that PCE for services, less shelter, the uh, Chair, Chair Powell has said they are paying really close attention to that number. So overall, services inflation at 5.2% on the PCE measure 
That's not on that, that slide I've given you. But that number is still at a that's that is still above the five percent, and he's saying, "I got to pay attention to services, and I've got to take the shelter part out of services because we think it understated before, and we think it's going to." And people have been talking for a while about the fact that the way we measure shelter inf inflation from rent and owner occupied housing is goofy, and and it it reports in with a lag. Um, look, if there was a better way to do it, we probably would have done it. We just have, they just haven't figured out a better way to measure that. Everyone attacks it and they're like, well, then you do better. <laughs> and no one seems to come up with any way to do that. So that is the, that is the, 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 the figure that is out there is that it is going to be that. And I expect you're going to hear that at the, at the, uh, press conference from Jay Powell on Wednesday this week coming up. You'll hear uh, them pick apart that particular number. Um, if you look at core market-based PCE, which will take out, which will take out, I, I'm going to double check my, my figures here. Um, it moves, it removes uh, financial services furnished without payment and well, it moves a bunch of things, but uh, and I don't think it removes the stuff that I want it to move. Remove, which would be shelter, but that's in at about four point eight percent. And again, there are a variety of numbers out there. People are reporting them, and I think there are ways in which people can interpret them differently. So I want to play for you a few clips. The first one is, what did I do with that? I thought I wrote it down right here. Shoot. Uh, Rebecca Felton, is that her name? Uh, is uh, at, I swear to God, I wrote it down on a sheet of paper here, and that sheet of paper has disappeared. Uh, I lost my cut sheet. But Rebecca Felton is at Riverside Investment Group. She was on Yahoo Finance uh, and, uh, and, and was looking at the data, and she's, and she, like me, looked at it and said, well, I know that top line number looks good, but let's take a look a little deeper. Cut number one, please. The other thing that is of concern is the fact that uh, credit card debt, while still manageable, is starting to tick up at the same time these uh, interest rates are going higher. So we know savings rates are lower. Folks are having uh, to stretch those dollars further, particularly as the essentials continue to move higher. Food prices are still very high, even though energy prices have come down. So the consumer is something that we're watching very closely. If you look at food price inflation over the last year, it's on the PCE measure, which I which I like. I think that's that one's measured well. That's eleven percent. Okay, and I continue to have friends on Facebook and Twitter post me pictures from the grocery store, and it's pointed at the price of eggs. Um, of course, right? It's not just demand; it's also supply. Um, there's a substantial debate about how much of this is avian flu and how much of this is just the general inflation that's happening in the economy. The answer is, the answer is, I, I really like the way Scott Sumner puts this, never reason from a price change. You can't determine by the change in the price whether or not it's supply or demand. The answer is, it's probably some of both. 
and you don't have any real way of knowing how much is one or the other. So I usually tell people to get away from that particular viewpoint. Let me let me uh, also then play on CNBC on uh, on Thursday. Uh, this would have been Michael Strain. He's an economist who works at the American Enterprise Institute, and they had a panel. I mean, they had like eight people on this panel, uh, and and he was commenting as well. Let's play this. This is cut number six. We're still growing above potential, and the Fed wants to push the economic growth rate below the economy's underlying potential while keeping it positive. That didn't happen in the fourth quarter of the year, and the expectation that the Fed's going to stop around 5%, I think, uh, looks looks uh, more misplaced this morning than it did yesterday. That, that was really interesting. Indeed, um, what I've really enjoyed about working with Spencer is Spencer will tell me after in the green room, he'll listen to the clips. He doesn't know what I'm going to say. He's just listening to the clips and he's like, and has an impression of, oh, this didn't sound good. And he particularly commented about, about uh, uh, Michael Strain, who's a, who's a great economist. I have to differ with him on one thing. Is the economy growing above potential? I don't know. I don't know. If you think all of the labor that we've lost, the labor supply we've lost, is permanent, then I think he's got a case. GDP has grown on average little more than 2% per per year. We've had the last two quarters come in at 3.2 and 2.9. Indisputably, I believe, we've gotten closer to potential GDP than we were before. Okay, but I don't know that I don't know that we've gone past potential GDP such that such that I think inflation necessarily is going to rise back up. But that is, in fact, what what strain is saying is GDP, you know, inflation could tick back up. And I really think it could. And I'm going to tell you more about why I think that's true, relying on um, uh, a frequent uh, a, a frequent voice you hear on the King Banyan show, which is which is Larry Summers. We'll have some we'll have some recording from him uh, from last night coming up next here on the King Banyan show on the Biz 1440. The Biz 1440, KYCR, Golden Valley. What's your favorite high school sports memory? A late-inning rally? A game-winning shot? A photo finish? Maybe it's a pep rally or a pregame ritual. Maybe it's the euphoria of a late-night bus ride home after a hard-fought win. Maybe it's having pizza with teammates after the game. Now, imagine if it never happened at all. School sports need your help. With budgets getting tighter, it's more than the games that are on the line. It's all the traditions, the community pride, the culture of your hometown high school, plus all those memories that are on the line, too. What can you do? It's simple. Buy a ticket when you can. Go to a game. Take the whole family. Let's do everything we can to keep those cherished school sports memories alive. 
This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com. Are you about to sign an order for siding, roofing, or windows, but you're worried that the price is too high? Keep them honest by contacting me at getmythreequotes.com, and I'll email competitive quotes your way. That's the number three, getmythreequotes.com. Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened. Now, I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. sure I remember actually driving around my hometown with that on the radio turned up to 11. <laughs> um, I, I will tell you, if you never had the pleasure of a Warren Zevon concert, you missed something. Um, he was fun on stage. Holy cow, he was fun. Um, great to watch. Anyway, I would... Um, I, I, I'm going to talk. I want to talk about this a, a little bit in terms of uh, of where I think the Fed will go. I'm going to. Uh, I, so the next next hour will be the Fed's return to the 1970s, which didn't turn out well. I will say. I also want to talk about th- this this um, what I think is a very interesting movement among folks to tax any behavior they don't like. And I think it ha- at, and, and I'm not going to practice both sidesism on this one. Uh, although I, I would be, I'd be quick to add that uh, there are examples of of Republicans who tax things they don't like. Uh, but uh, I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick on Minneapolis uh, today uh, because that's where y'all are, right? So, uh, and and I'll say we don't do we don't do this in St. Cloud. Anyway, uh, here's what here's 
here's what Larry Summers had to say. He was on, of course, Wall Street Week, regular contributor to Bloomberg. You you often hear him here on the Biz 1440. Uh, they'll take clips from his his TV hits and play them back on play them back on radio. But he's talking about these these various reports. And let's go ahead and play this. Let's cut two, please. But if you looked at how much of it was uh, inventories, you looked at the internals of it, it looked less strong. And then we got a number this morning on personal spending that was softer than people were expecting. Right. So it was a soft number. Let me go back and read you one more time uh, the, 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 from that particular report. Okay, so personal consumption expenditures was down three-tenths of a percent in, in December. That was, the expectation was about a minus 0.1 or 0.2, depending on who you asked. PCE for the month of December uh, alone, three-tenths percent. And then that, of course, as I mentioned, pencils out to the 4.4% increase. Let's continue with uh, Summers. Cut number three, please. My advice uh, to the Fed, which I think is consistent with the path uh, thereon, is to maintain maximum flexibility in an economy where things could go uh, either either way. And and this is this is what I'm hoping I hear is that is that as someone who has who spent. 25 years of his career um, studying the Fed and arguing for a rules-based central bank, that it should be as transparent as possible what it is the Fed is going to do. Um, As I said in the uh, presentation to a group of area manufacturers on Thursday, I've been doing this effectively for 40 years now. I've lived through seven recessions. Um, about to, I'm about to go into my eighth, and I say live through. I mean, I lived through some as a as a child or a teenager, but I didn't really experience them. The first one I would argue I experienced was 1980, and I was already, I was already moved to the West Coast from my from my hometown, and and was in my first year of graduate studies. Um, so I'll consider myself to have lived through the 1980, the uh, the first of the double dip recession in eighty and eighty in nineteen eighty, and then the second one in eighty one, eighty two. Most of them, have, they were all kind of odd, and I've been trying to think about what this one is going to look like. What I will do, and if you if you're watching us on on if you're if you're watching Twitter while you're listening to the show today. I've got a graphic and a link to a blog post coming up. It's scheduled to pop up at the top of the hour. And it's going to drive some of the conversation in the next period, in the next hour. I think it has been, as I said to the manufacturers, as hard to forecast this recession as any. For the people that hopped on the two quarters of negative GDP in the first half of the year, look, GDP was up more than 2% for, for between the end of 2021, the end of 2022. I don't think you, I, 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 I could sort of say, yeah, yeah, you guys were wrong. I don't think that's appropriate because it has just been really, really, really strange. Um, has been, um, 
has been really, really strange, this particular moment. So I'm not going to dance on, I'm not going to dunk on people who said there was a recession in the first half. half. What I, and, and I expect that in contrast, if it turns out there's not a recession in 23, some people are going to dunk on me to say, well, you called there was a recession, there was no recession. Yep, they're right. But I have to go on the data that I have right now. But I have to say, do I? how certain do I feel about this this call for a recession? I feel less certain than I feel less certain than I felt in 2007. I feel less certain than I did in 2000. Okay? It feels a little bit like the 1991, but it really feels much more, or at least based on my reading, and I didn't live through that one, it really feels like the one back in in the 1970s. And so the graphic you're about to see and the conversation you're about to have is going to be that. It's going to be that recession that happens in the 1970s and comparing it to what it looks like now and the what happens next. All of that all of that will be there. John, I'm going to ask you just to wait on the line. I'll take your call first before we launch into that in the next hour, but I'll just ask you to hang on there until then. I appreciate you, you calling. Um, and, yeah, why do you tax an empty store front? Why would you do that? Well, it turns out, you know, the way to get at the question is, why do landlords keep empty storefronts empty for months and years? There are some reasons that might actually be pretty rational. For the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-764-2179. 800-764-2179. That's 800-764-2179. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. We noticed we had a leak in our roof. Hey, I'm Brenda from Stillwater, Minnesota. We noticed some water staining in our ceiling by our chimney. This is our first time working with JTR Roofing. A close friend had recommended them and had a great experience. They re- ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly, there were no hidden costs in their quotes, and the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only do they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business. And just overall, it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely. We're thinking about having our windows replaced and we will be calling JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. 
Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted on the job each year, leading to injuries and death. This is the reality they deal with when making contact with the public. Another reality is that if someone doesn't comply with a lawful order or uses force against them, police may have to use sufficient force in response to obtain compliance. Use of force is always ugly. Nobody likes it, especially police, and nobody knows how it will turn out. Spread the word. For de-escalation to work, both parties must de-escalate. And de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Whether it's getting asked a question, getting a citation, or getting arrested, don't argue, don't resist, don't flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now, complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.